Hello there. Welcome to Series 4 of Satisfied. The Series 4 podcasts relate to the profiles of Perseverance Bible study. I'm Melanie Newton, just an everyday kind of woman who loves the Lord and His Word. In the last podcast, we saw God's tender love for Elijah that helped him move past weakness and disappointment. Today's podcast covers Lesson 10 of Profiles of Perseverance. We'll see how Nehemiah learned the two aspects of trusting God. Let's start with this question. Has God placed something in your heart for you to do for Him? It could be correcting sinful behavior in your life. It could be serving someone else. It could be speaking up in a situation where a voice with biblical principles needs to be heard. Whatever it is involves two aspects of trusting God. The first one is that you must trust Him as you step forward and do your part His way. And the second aspect is that you must trust Him to do His part in the areas over which you have no control. Those two aspects of trusting God are necessary to act on whatever God has placed in your heart to do. The book of Nehemiah provides a beautiful illustration of this for us. The seed was planted by God in Nehemiah's heart. In Nehemiah chapter 1, we see that those who visited Judah and Jerusalem came back with not so good news. The city of Jerusalem was in shambles. The people had been back in their land for almost 100 years and had rebuilt the temple, but they had not bothered to fix up the area around it. Nehemiah was torn up inside about this. God's name was associated with Jerusalem. He had placed his presence in the temple there. Having God's name associated with a city that was disgraceful was not good. So Nehemiah prayed about this for four months. After that time of prayer, God placed into Nehemiah's heart the desire to go and repair the walls and gates of Jerusalem. Just before he approached the king of Persia about this, Nehemiah prayed a specific prayer. He asked for God to be with him as he did his part, speaking to the king, and he asked for God to do God's part in directing the heart and mind of the king. Those are the two aspects of trusting God. When God places something in your heart to do, especially when it involves someone else and situations over which you have no control, you must trust God to lead you in what you choose to do. You want to do your part His way, not your own way or the world's way, even if something like that is considered acceptable. After the seed was planted, the time had come to act. When Nehemiah was asked by the king what he wanted to do, Nehemiah set up a quick prayer before he answered. God took care of his part by directing the king's heart and mind to be favorable to Nehemiah's requests. Nehemiah asked for letters to all the authorities for safe travel and materials needed to do the job. That was Nehemiah's part to make the official requests. God worked through the authorities to grant Nehemiah's requests and give him authority to do the work in Jerusalem. Once again, the narrative demonstrates the two aspects of trusting God. 
yet opposition tested Nehemiah's trust. Nehemiah entered Jerusalem as the newly appointed governor of Judah. But more importantly, he was God's servant leader to the people living in the land. Though Nehemiah was completely trusting God and doing things God's way, God didn't stop the opposition. Three local governors in the region of Israel balked. They didn't like Nehemiah being there, and they didn't like his plans. They determined to do everything they could to stop the rebuilding of Jerusalem. Nehemiah's enemies were political power brokers in the Transjordan region who were afraid of losing their power. So they used various weapons to bully the people of Jerusalem and Nehemiah into submission and defeat, even death. Nehemiah knew without a doubt that God had given him the vision to rebuild and that God's gracious hand was upon him with every step. Yet God didn't make it easy for Nehemiah and the Israelites to do what he called them to do. The opposition tried intimidation. We're coming to get you. Be scared. Nehemiah's response was to lead the people in prayer for God to do his part in giving them protection. But they also did their part by posting guards day and night and carrying weapons with them while they worked. The opposition tried fake news. We're going to tell the king that you're rebelling against him and setting yourself up to be king. Fake news isn't new. This kind of reputation-ruining slander is sprinkled throughout the Bible. Nehemiah called the news a lie and probably informed his boss, the king, that it was fake news. The opposition tried deception. Hey, come out to this nice spot away from your work in Jerusalem so we can have a diplomatic powwow. Nehemiah didn't fall for that trap. Then they said, you're in danger, hide yourself in the temple. Nehemiah knew that he was not a priest and shouldn't be inside the temple. He said no to that trap too. Sadly, a woman who claimed to be a prophet was used by the enemy to deliver fake news to Nehemiah. Dear women, beware whose side you are on when you give information. The opposition then tried to hit Nehemiah by fostering disloyalty from within. Your daughter is married to my son, so you tell me what Nehemiah is saying and I'll tell you what you should do to stop him. The Jewish nobility had even refused to do the work on the walls, disdaining such manual labor. Nehemiah prayed and later confronted them with their hypocrisy and their disloyalty to God and his people. The opposition purposed to stop or distract the people from doing the work God gave them to do. But that didn't discourage Nehemiah from doing what God had placed in his heart to do. God gave Nehemiah what he needed to respond to the opposition. Nehemiah needed discernment for each of those weapons to recognize the error and to avoid an improper response. We need that too. Nehemiah needed God's strength to combat the weapons. He prayed, Lord, strengthen my hands. We need to pray that too. Nehemiah trusted in God while at the same time taking safety precautions. There's nothing wrong with acting wisely for prevention and protection from danger while trusting God for that protection. 
We can do that in the wake of any news that causes us fear. Our enemy uses every weapon of discouragement to stop you from doing the work God has given you and especially from doing it well. Learning to live dependently on your God does not guarantee that He will stop the opposition against you. Yes, He places that desire in your heart. He wants you to be obedient in carrying it out, but He doesn't necessarily make it easy. Why is that? After all, you could get the task or service done more quickly without the delays and derision. Why doesn't God stop the opposition? Paul learned the answer to that question from God and wrote about it in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9. But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. The suffering, the hardship, and the opposition happen, so we will learn to rely on God more than on ourselves. It's not for us to just sit back and do nothing while waiting for God to do everything. Although sometimes we need to pray and wait for the right moment to act as Nehemiah did. That is still trusting him while we are doing our part, which is waiting and praying, knowing that he is working on his part, which is whatever that situation requires. Those are the two aspects of trusting God. What has God placed on your heart to do for others? Is it raising children to know and love Him and choose to follow Him as adults? Trust Him to lead you to follow godly child-rearing principles and actions while you trust Him to work in the hearts of your children. Is it managing people or a project at work? Nehemiah's experience was a workplace task with the king as the CEO. Trust God to lead you to act with honesty and integrity among your fellow employees and managers while you trust Him to work in their hearts as well. Is it serving in a local ministry with teens or special needs or homeless people? Whatever it is, trust God to lead you to speak and act with compassion while you trust Him to work to meet the needs of those you are serving. Trust God while you do your part His way and trust Him to do His part alongside what you are doing. Those are the two aspects of trusting God. As the Bible promises in Romans 15, 4, for whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction that through perseverance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. We can have hope because we have God with us. So remember our lane markers for the race. Choose to persevere through every challenge. Count on God's promise to give you hope. Let that hope sustain you through the rough and tumble of life and celebrate the joyful reward. Let Jesus satisfy your heart with hope as you persevere through everyday life. Until next time, I'm Melanie Newton, and this is Series 4 of Satisfied.